Welcome to A Word About Wealth, a podcast where we tackle the often complicated world of money and wealth. My name is Van, and my cohort, Kevin, is again not here, so I'm going to do his intro job for him. But for those who don't know, what we do here on this podcast is take a common sense approach to topics surrounding money. We'll do our best to define concepts, give examples, and have a casual conversation to help everyone gain a better understanding about finances. Our ultimate goal here is to help you build wealth. It is important to note here that we are not financial advisors, nor do we pretend to be. What we share on this podcast should be taken as general education and financial entertainment. What we share on this podcast should not be misconstrued as official financial advice. To conclude our Australian edition of A Word About Wealth, we have one last guest that we'd like to share with everyone. I have to say this uh, person is a strapping young lad, so um, pr- very entertaining. We had a great time talking to him. Just want to also apologize in advance uh, for some of the bangings and uh, some maybe some extra noises that you may hear throughout this podcast. Our mobile studio this time was actually set up on top of uh, ironing board of all things. So uh, again, apologize for this if you experience poor sound quality than you're used to. In any case, uh, please enjoy the rest of our show. So we're back, folks, with our next guest. We have here Mr. John in the house. Welcome, yes. John, to the show. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Do you go by John or Jonah? I tend to go by Jonah. Jonah. Ever since university days. So All right. Jonah's fine. Beard Jonah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Looking Let's do good. Joni. Jonah. <laughs> Jonah's fine. Don't your name, man. Jeez. Uh, well, first of all, we wanted to congratulate you. Just got well. He's yeah. been married, but yes. we went to attended his wedding. Part of the reason why we're here in Australia, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's so, great. Thank you so much again for coming, guys. It's a beautiful wedding. Yeah, we had, we had a great time. Good food. Yeah. Chicken um, nuggets. Chicken nuggets. Uh, <laughs> the kids' meals. That's what they ate. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, John, uh, as as we mentioned earlier, uh, one of the things that we like to do on this podcast, of course, is do these inside looks where we invite regular folks. Obviously, you're family member of ours, um, to come and talk a little bit about finances, what you guys are encountering on a day-to-day basis. But very importantly for this trip, it's the fact that we're trying to find out whether or not personal finances, the challenges as well as successes are similar in the U.S. as it is, you know, in another country like Australia. So this is what we call Inside Look Aussie Edition. Yeah. I think I'll be learning a lot from this as well because <laughs> I, I actually don't no know pressure. about American finances, so no pressure. No, we, we can um, we can uh, bounce ideas off each other. Sure, sure. So, John, you want to kind of just start off with maybe a little quick introduction about who you are and how you what your relationship to us fine gentlemen are. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the three of us right here, we're all fine gentlemen. That's correct. Um, so and I scholars, am right? and scholars. <laughs> <laughs> Indubitably. Um, I guess just generally, uh, Kevin and Van are married to cousins of mine. That's correct. <laughs> um, Yvonne and Steph. Uh, these are second cousins of mine. So their grandmother was the sister of my grandfather. So we're uh, second cousins, I, I guess you could put that way. Huh. Mm. Well, we're very fortunate to call you cousin. Some some may say we're kinsmen. That's we're kinsmen. Right. Yes. Yes. Kinsmen. Some would say that. Some would say some that. Kinsmen forever. Yes. <laughs> so, John, uh, where where do you live currently? Currently, I live um, boarding with my parents. Mm. So, I have. Um, well, I'm recently married, as you guys know. Yeah. Uh, well, technically, I was married two years ago, but we did the party 
two days ago. Yes. Yeah. Three days ago. Um, so I have a young daughter who mm-hmm. is turning two in April. Um, I currently board with my parents. It's just a lot more convenient, especially here in Australia where rent and housing is uh, booming in terms of price. Mm. We'll get to that later, I guess we can. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, what city? Are you living in? In Melbourne. 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 In a suburb called Kensington, which is directly next to the Central Business District. So okay. CBD is ah, CBD is yeah, how we get. That's correct. CBD. CBD. <laughs> well, uh, John, um, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about what you do currently. So, it's currently. A pretty awesome thing. I, oh, say. Yeah. <laughs> I always find it hard to describe what my role and position is. My boss and good friend um, gave me the title of general manager. I feel oh, like GM. GM, GM, GM. I don't feel like I deserve that name, but pretty much I execute and run daily operations um, in a wholesale manufacturing and retail business that focuses on traditional steam buns. Mm-hmm. So for those that don't know what a bow is, it's well, this barbecue pork ones. You know when you go to Yum Cha, we call it Yum Cha. Mm-hmm. You guys call it Dim Sum. Ah, thank you for that's okay. Um, when we go to Yum Cha, we get barbecue pork buns. We get um, egg custard buns. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what we do. That's very delicious. Cool. Yeah, we, we've been having it all this week. Yes. And we can't, we can't get enough. Yes. Yeah. Actually, we, you guys did just um, come to my factory for a tour. Right. A we did. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Best factory tour I've ever been. Yes, yes. <laughs> Free bows at the end of it. Exactly. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, so typically what we how we kind of structure these conversations, John, uh, thank you for the introduction, is we're going to move from a kind of historically, chronologically. So we'll start kind of when you were younger, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll kind of progress to present day. Yeah. So first question our listeners have, um, listeners being listeners me, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is just kind of as you were growing up uh, as a child, kind of rewind back to when you were a toddler, um, you know, playing around the playground. When you were a wee, Jonah. That's right. We join it. Yes. Um, was money and finance something that your parents or other family members had talked to you about? Um, or is it something that was really just kind of sweep it under the rug? You'd not really talk about it. Can you kind of recall during that time? During the early days, I really don't think money was something that my parents talked to me about. Okay. Finances, money. They really kept to themselves. Okay. Um, whether they had money or didn't have money. I don't think me or my brothers uh, ever knew. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very typical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think in Asian culture in Australia in general, um, money isn't something that we flaunt. Uh, yeah, I think they work hard for it. Yep, sure. They had to because well, during the Vietnam War when they all rushed over here, right? They had nothing, so just the clothes on their back and whatever gold they could muster out, I guess, right. um, <laughs> if they had any. Sure. sure. Um, and yeah, they just started from humble beginnings, so I guess they remained quite humble yeah okay that's great didn't even tell us kids <laughs> <laughs> i mean did your did your uh, so it sounds like your parents came from um you know not a lot of money but did they um did they earn a lot more money as um you know as you guys got older or as we got yeah as we got older i think they they did bounce around a few different jobs but no the, i would say that wage wise didn't increase very much mm. um but it was just constant overtime hours constantly i see Working six days a week, mum um, and dad, well, I guess you would call them process workers, mm-hmm. uh, worked in factories most of the time. And I, I'm, I'm always very appreciative of what they've done and what kind mm-hmm. of future they've already paved the way for for us. Sure. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Without them, obviously, we wouldn't be here. I'm, right. Yeah. So. So uh, when, you, when you were younger, John, did you recall kind of um, 
just for yourself when you, 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 you knew that it wasn't something you talked about, but you all, obviously, as you grew older, you knew that money was a means to get stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And you started realizing- Makes the stuff. world go around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, Definitely. You, you watch a few rap videos yeah. that I've taken your yes. <laughs> No, money, I think from an early age, uh, probably five or six years old, I started realizing that this piece of plastic, because our, our oh, currency right. is plastic right. um, yeah, and very mm-hmm. colorful. Mm-hmm. Americans are starting to catch on and starting to make your currency colorful too, I've yeah. noticed. Still green, still green. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think from an early age, I started realizing that. And one of the earliest memories I remember is not realizing that money was important to people, but I knew that money could be used to mm. gain things. Mm. Okay. So there'll be times where I saw money on a table, didn't think that it belonged to anybody. <laughs> Took <the> money. <laughs> Went out and got ice cream or oh, candy wow. or whatever it was. Oh, we call them lollies here in Australia. Um, lollies, yes. Lollies. And yeah, just I had to face the repercussions afterwards. Mm. Um, strict parents, strict auntie, strict grandma. So right. yeah, I'll leave it to your imagination. All first generation. <laughs> <laughs> The cane was not um, something that they would avoid using. Yes, uh, my my mom's weapon of choice was the feather duster. Oh, because you can break the sound duster. barrier with just a flick of a wrist. Yeah, mom was chopsticks. Chopsticks. Oh, chopsticks. <laughs> um, and then as we grew older, it was uh, yellow tongue. Yellow tongue. What's it's that? A, tongue. It's what we no no. It was what we use here um, in construction sites. What it, industrial it, weapon? Industrial. So oh, so what they would do with it is they would wrap piece of um, electrical wire on it and oh, it's easier to push what? along the oh, walls. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. So what... Um, no, they wouldn't hit us with the electrical <laughs> wire at all. <laughs> I was like, what's going on here, John? they push it through the walls but when they found that like a scrap on the sides, mm. grandma would bring it home and cut it into a nice like arm's length wow. kind of... Um, so, so convenient. Yeah. Very flexible, you know, but yeah. very firm at the same time. Yeah. Anywho. Anyway. <laughs> off topic, off topic. Uh, well, I'm curious, John, did you have a allowance growing up? Not until... Uh, like the concept of allowance and having actual money didn't come around to us. Uh, we would see it in the movies, we'd see it sure. in TV sure. shows and whatnot. We'd be like, what's an allowance? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Parents never told me about this. Yeah. So I guess um, not until uh, high school. I got it. Where yeah. my allowance was actually more my public transport money. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. when we would catch trams and trains or buses to school. Yes, we have trams here. Yeah. Very similar to San Francisco. Yeah. Um, anyway, but I think it originated here. Um, <laughs> we, what I would do is I would catch the public transport illegally without purchasing a ticket oh. and hold on to my... Quite the rebel. You I was in high school. Young, young we might learn a lot more in university days where my finances got even worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, yeah, I'll, that's what I would do. I wouldn't buy a ticket. I would avoid ticket inspectors and um, hold on to that money and try to save on, save on it. Um, oh, okay. oh. Yeah, and okay. use that as my allowance because didn't really get an allowance until late high school mm. where the parents would possibly give me say $50 a week to buy lunch. Wow. Okay. Cause they couldn't be bothered cooking for me anymore. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and you're, you're the middle child as well. I right? am the middle child, yeah. older brother, five years older than me. Uh-huh. Um, younger brother is two years. Uh, well now John, let's, let's kind of, uh, move a little bit past your high school days. Um, mm. did you have a part-time job during that time? Did you, when did you have your first job? My first job, 
was at the ripe age of uh, 14 and 14 years old and three 14 years old and three quarters I believe so what were you doing because that's the actual legal age that you can get a part-time job here unless it's a paper route okay okay. but who uses paper routes anymore now right Right. Right. everyone has their um just just digital media talking about ipads these days yeah Yeah, podcasts podcasts (laughs) (laughs) um so at that age i was working at kmart Kmart, oh, wow. Yeah, so Kmart is, how would you, what would you um, compare it to? Over we, have, there? we have Kmart over there. Oh, you have Kmart? We do. Okay, there you we have some good Kmarts. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, it seems Your like- Kmarts are bigger, I believe. Well, no? our, our Kmarts is, is kind of gone downhill, I have to say, because oh. there's only a handful left in where we live. Uh, yeah. Our Kmarts have gone uphill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're definitely trying a lot harder in terms of design and everything mm, else. Okay. So, yeah. Um, was that Kmart? I was in, what was I in? Replenishment. So, you know, when you go into Kmart and you see these big cage trolleys and people are taking off um, the stock and putting it onto the shelves, yeah. that was my job for uh, about three hours each night from 6 to 9 p.m. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I hated it. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, to be blunt, I hated it because management, I learned at that point that if your managers aren't enthusiastic, you don't become enthusiastic. Mm, okay. Um, I learned that if the managers push all the work onto you, there is almost nothing you can really do about it. Sure. Almost nothing. Unless you're friends with the directors and their sure. managers. Um, or, or you just quit this job. <laughs> well, eventually I did. But uh, we can... Um, this was back to another rebel stage if you want to hear about it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So I think it was about six, seven months into it. Um, six or seven months into it, I just thought, Oh, I'm kind of over this. I need to quit real soon. But it is a little bit of extra money, minimum wage. Mm. What was that, minimum wage back then, do you recall? About $13, $14 an hour. Wow, okay. Um, still high. That's it's still not it. You got to remember, minimum wage in Australia is always oh, yeah, quite, yeah. quite a bit higher because we don't rely on tips as well. Right. Uh, um, especially in those, yeah. Um, and also cost of living is higher as well. Is higher, I yeah. think, yeah. What was I saying? Uh, what I did was... <laughs> There was this deodorant, um, an antiperspirant <laughs> that I really liked. It was a limited edition, but it only came in a box package that had a vodka shaker or something like that oh. in there, which I couldn't use anyways. I wasn't 18. Legal age drinking in Australia, 18. So, yeah, yeah come on over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I only wanted deodorant. Mm. I took it out of the box right then and there. Left the, left the packaging with the, wow. walked up to the counter. This was whilst I was working and came up. Walked to the counter and tried to pay for it. Mm. Of course, management came over and said, can you please come over? They caught me on camera. Mm. I wasn't trying to steal it. Either. Steal it. Right. I was trying to pay for it. I just didn't want to pay for the entire package. Right, right. Um, and at that point, I just said, look, sorry. Um, I didn't realize that I couldn't buy it. The, 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 there was no sign that said, um, to not not to be sold separately, mm-hmm. which is usually what it says. Sure. Um, I didn't see that, so yeah, I just told him that, and I said, and he goes, "Well, you know, isn't it just common sense?" I'm like, "Well, you know, to be honest, I don't really care." Um, and now that I'm here, I might as well quit. Thanks. Mm. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> Because well, the deodorant. Well, from that point, I, yeah, he wouldn't give me the deodorant. Mm. Um, <laughs> from that point, he said, "Well, doesn't that?" Uh, well, now I might have to look through the other cameras to see if you did anything else wrong. Yes, you can look through whatever you like. Mm. I didn't do anything else. So it's up to you, bro. Mm. Wow. And that was my first job. Wow. Um, just 
you know, dropped the mic and just left there, right? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> just the, I don't, no, no, okay, I'm not going to use any profanity. Sure. <laughs> I am on a podcast. Um, that's right, that's right. Yep. Yeah. No, very cool, though. Now, uh, so during that time, John, you obviously got a job looking, you were trying to make money, right? Um, you were trying to make ends meet in some ways, to have extra income. Did you start, um, did you use that money right away every time you got your paycheck? Did you, did you save it? What did you do with that money? I used the money immediately. <laughs> do you know what my biggest flaw was growing up is I was a romantic. Mm. I would. No, we, that's, 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 that's not that's, that's just that's us. That's, yeah, just, exactly. that's just Asian yeah. men in general, isn't exactly, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so every time I got a girlfriend, uh, I would think that I was possibly in love. And one of the ways that I expressed that was through gifts, um, mm-hmm. time, taking them out, just spending money in general. Um, I would bounce around different jobs. I would say that I think if I can recall properly from the age of 14 until now, I probably worked about 10, 11 different jobs. Wow. Different companies. Okay. Um, not, some of them weren't very long. Some of them were just six months. Some of them three, four years. Mm. Okay. But yeah, no, I was an immediate spender. The moment the paycheck came through. And the moment, as soon after that, I realized that if I could stick to a job for about two or three paychecks, I could obtain a credit card. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> mm, dangerous. Dangerous, very dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did obtain credit cards mm. multiple times. Mm. Um, ones that I couldn't pay back. Wow, okay. And yeah, I was I wasn't I wasn't the smartest kid. I wasn't the um sharpest tool in the shed, if you wanted to put it that way. Pretty sharp to us. I know. Not only Th- things have changed a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> things have definitely changed a little bit. Yeah. Well, Van, why don't we kind of move on to the sure. current, you know, and we can talk about that. We'll sure. So let's on. let's fast forward to uh, to now. Um, so it sounds like in the past you were um, not the well. It's, I would say you were still smart, but not on the not from the financial side. No, is not that, at all. <laughs> that's fair to say, right? So now let's talk about so. Can you tell us some of your, um, you know, some of the assets that you own today? Because uh, a lot of times, uh, I know in the states, people uh, they're you know have their cars and they have their, um, you know, some have homes and you know maybe some <clears> investments and so forth. I mean, for yourself, I mean, do, do you have any, um, you know, assets that you know, that you you would call your own assets that I would call my own? Mm-hmm. Now, housing is definitely not one of them sure. as yet. Okay. The plan for me uh, is I, I have my honeymoon planned in March. Okay. Going to Taiwan, Korea, and Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, then once I come back. I think the next step is definitely to um, look for a house. Mm, okay. Because I want to expand my family. Gotcha. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, I would lo- I would love another child. There. Sure. Um, your genetic gene. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> so my oats. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> um, so are you looking to buy or are you looking to rent? Looking to buy, definitely. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now, housing in, Shre- housing in Melbourne and in Sydney especially is... is it's difficult unless you buy much further out from the CBD. Um, I know that the commute to work or, for example, or, or the commute to main central business districts in America and a lot of cities and um, states is, is quite a long commute. Mm-hmm. For here, for us, um, half an hour to an, sorry, an hour drive to the city mm-hmm. is considered very far for us. I see. I, see. Um, I live 10 minutes away from the city. Yeah. Right. Um, now, buying a house uh, for me, I've already spoken to my parents about it, um, and they would probably guarantor for it. Really? So, what, what, got, what, what does that mean exactly? So, they've got um, two or three properties themselves. Oh, okay. um, what happens is you can put a property up 
get a valuation on it. Sure. And then there's a certain amount of that valuation that can be used as a guarantee. Got it. Okay. For a deposit mm-hmm. or for... Because basically, I'm pretty sure it's the same as in States. You need to put a deposit down for your house first. And it's a certain percentage of the amount that you need to loan. Sure. And that's like cash up front. If you put property up or assets up, then that can be used as a guarantee instead okay. of cash deposit. Interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of... Sorry. Going back to assets. Uh, the assets that I actually own, two vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, one's my own. Mm-hmm. Um, that I use a lot for work. And one's my wife's uh, that she uses to drive the baby around. Um, <laughs> that is basically about it that I can say is of that kind of value. What, what about like uh, bank accounts and things like that? I mean, bank accounts, yeah, I definitely do. Okay. Um, bank accounts, uh, I've, I've got money split across several banks. Okay. It seems um, like that's a running theme because when the last, um, so Sid and Trinity were saying the same thing. They, they have money spread throughout several bank accounts, but that's, which is kind of odd because I know in the US, most people have like their one bank account yeah. and uh, <laughs> they're all within the same institution usually. But yeah, yeah so. I guess what I do as well is I definitely look for the higher interest savings accounts. Okay. And that could be a different bank from my everyday bank account. Sure. And my everyday bank account usually does not have any fees as long as my wages are going into there. Okay. Right. So. Some depending on the bank, um, the big four is usually the ones that most people use. Okay, so what what are your big fours? I mean, the big fours here are the Commonwealth Bank of Australia (ANZ), which is Australian National, sorry, Australian New Zealand Bank. Mm, okay. Uh, the NAB National Australia Bank. Okay. Did I mention that? Nah, no, 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 no. And that, that's where I used to work for actually as okay. a business banker. And the fourth one is Westpac. Okay. So those are our four biggest banks and the subsidiaries are all the small banks. Sure, sure. So they're still owned by the big four either way. Um, so you can't really avoid them. No, you can't really avoid yeah. them. It's, it's hard. It's hard. So savings wise, you usually aim for the highest interest rate. And most of the time they're online savers or term deposits. I mean, for, what's considered high though in, in Australia? High interest rate previously was a lot better. And then I guess the GFC happened. Mm-hmm. Um, high would be considered... Interest saving, mm-hmm. high would be considered about 3.25. Wow. wow, that's pretty good because our, our high would be 1%. But these are usually term deposits that you need to lock in place. I see. So, so you cannot touch the money for that six months, one year, two gotcha. years. The longer you have it in there, the more that will accrue. Sure. But you can't touch it. And okay. if you break that contract or that term deposit... There's a penalty. Yeah, big. There's a penalty. Okay. You won't earn any, you won't earn any interest either and you just get charged a fee. Gotcha. Okay. Um, that's, that's interesting because even in our um, equivalent would be our CDs, which are certificate of deposits, and mm-hmm. those are not really hitting anywhere in 2%. <laughs> so they're still within the 1% range. They're all negotiable. Cause, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So back then when I was a business banker at NAB, um, I was able to negotiate and put in certain prices you need to call the right people and whatnot and, oh, okay. yeah. so if you were working there, we could call you up and say hey <laughs> yeah I could say this person has um, he's, he's got like million dollar loans with us and whatnot and then get you awesome term deposit rates <laughs> um, good to know yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately I don't work there anymore guys <laughs> um, but I, don't, uh, I guess other than that credit cards I have but those aren't assets they're liabilities sure um, and so those are split across different banks as well Personally, I feel credit cards aren't the worst thing in the world. They're actually, I think loans and credit is not bad. Mm-hmm. It depends on how you use it. Sure. Absolutely. Um, sure. You're not going to grow without taking out loans. Sure. Um, taking some risk, you're saying. Take, exactly. Yeah. Without, okay. take, without taking some risk. Okay. Um, but it depends on what you're purchasing, really. Mm-hmm. If you're using credit cards to purchase um, 
Like beer every day. It's <laughs> <laughs> not just expendables and yeah. disposables and things like that. Right. Then no, yeah. If you're looking to get mm. assets, then loans are perfectly fine. Okay. There's risk involved, but yeah. sure, mm. sure. So um, now we talked about assets. So let's talk about you know the, you had mentioned um, you, you kind of touched on debt. So I mean, what kind of uh, what kind of debt do you currently have at the moment? Debt wise, you, you still have a like uni debt, for instance. That seems to be very common. Yeah, uni debt, I definitely still have. Now, okay. I was one of those people that formed amazing friendships and relationships in university and that was really about it okay um as in studies wise i wasn't the best <laughs> i was the kind of person that during first year of uni i'd walk into physics class and mind you there was a front entrance and a, and a back entrance sure. and they were both the exits as well mm. i'd walk in walk up the stairs say hi to my friends and say you guys want coffee and walk straight out the back door <laughs> so i was the bad influence that would drag people out as well and go mm. get coffee instead of um uh, needless to say, I did fail several subjects, mm. which means you still have to pay for them. Mm. Sure. Um, I was about one semester, um, about six months off of uh, finishing my degree. Mm. And I decided, no, nah, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm. What am I going to do with a Bachelor of Science? Um, no, no offense to anyone who has a Bachelor of Science. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thanks a lot. <laughs> I think we've lost half our viewers. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no um, it just wasn't for me anymore. Sure. I jumped into it thinking that I loved it, but it wasn't for me. So... I left that uni debt built up for about six to seven years. Wow. Uh, if we're talking numbers, the last time I checked that debt, because um, the government pays for all of your debt. You don't right. need to pay anything up front, which is a benefit, but also a very scary thing to have sure. later on. I think I'm looking at about currently uh, forty to 50000 Okay. Somewhere around there. Okay. AUD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's important. Yeah. yeah. That clarification. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that gets slowly paid off through my taxes. Okay. Um, so is, is that um, what typically what most, um, what it costs you to have a four-year degree uh, today? Or is that maybe like, you know, years ago when you were in uni? Uh, well, I was there for seven years. Okay. Yeah, so okay. so with all my failures and whatnot, um, <laughs> I built up a bit more of a bigger gotcha. debt, I believe. I still think that, yeah, the, the university fees now are higher. Mm -hmm. This isn't even to mention textbooks yet because that's not part of it. Sure. The university fees, I believe, are higher now, as, as everything goes up with inflation. Right, right. Uh, but I think about forty to fifty thousand for a four-year degree, around around there. It really depends on the subjects that you're studying. It really depends on what course you're in as well, and which university is that. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's all. Um, there's a lot of very. Um, there's variations, definitely. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So what about like uh, you mentioned credit card debt and all that? I mean, are you have you been a, a better um, man about credit card debt and stuff? Yeah. Or? With credit card debt now, what I try to focus on is um, paying it off before the due date each mm, month. Sure. So then there's no interest incurred. Right. Right. So all I do is I gain the points. Sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. um, other than that, what I was doing previously was open one credit card and balance transfer that balance oh, over sure. to a new promotional balance transfer, which was 0% for 12 months. Right. So no interest. And then I'd open another credit card and transfer that one over and then close the previous one and right. just keep going around and around. So it was pretty much a debt that I would never really have to pay off. Okay. As long as there was these zero balance transfers coming in at um, the end of the previous balance. Sure. That was... Uh, old me and it, it, it's gotten better it's okay. gotten better so I mean I'm kind of curious about what made that turning point happen yeah. because uh, it sounds like in the, in the past you were just you know you were really bad with money but now it sounds really? like you were <laughs> well I mean it's just it's just like you know I mean I, I'm no I'm no saint either so keep, uh, keep that in mind but it sounds I haven't like even mentioned my gambling problem yet oh, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> but um, I mean it sounds like you've kind of turned it around quite a bit so I mean what, what was that you know that turning point would you say 
This might sound peculiar in some ways, but the turning point for me was actually God. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so during one of my relationships, she was Christian. Mm-hmm. She introduced me to the church. Uh, I don't know if she wanted me to convert, but either way, I was very attracted to the idea of a higher being of, of God of Jesus. Mm. And eventually I did convert, um, of my own choice and own accord, uh, got baptized. This was, how old was I? 23, 24. Wow, okay. Wasn't so, that long ago? So pretty, pretty young. Okay. Pretty recent, but not that long. Okay. Six, seven years ago. Okay. It was, it was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess got baptized, started to really like immerse myself in the Bible and everything else. Mm, okay. Uh, and I think at that point, once you, I'm not trying to condone Christianity or atheism or anything like that. Okay. No, no, no. So I know when we talk about religion, it, it becomes open up for debate and everything else. But I guess once you immerse yourself in the Bible and in God and you trust him, you start to see a transformation in yourself mm. in all okay. aspects, sure. friendships, um, finances, everything really. You mm. just start to think a lot more openly. Um, so it sounds like, I mean, it wasn't really just a financial transformation. It was just kind of a, a Jonah transformation. Pretty much. Yeah. And if I speak to my, exactly. <laughs> if I speak to my friends now, they all think, they all think, yeah, previously, I, they, if, they, if I never found God, mm-hmm. I would have really just fallen even worse and worse. I see. I would have gotten worse into debt. I would have gotten probably with the wrong crowd. Mm, okay. Um, things would have changed. I don't think I'd be the person I am today. Okay. But that being said, uh, for all your Christian listeners, I don't want to offend or anything, but now I wouldn't consider myself a Christian. Uh, it's been quite a few years since I've gone to church, read the Bible, prayed, or even spoken to God. Um, but he knows you don't. Yeah, it doesn't mean it does. It does not mean at all that I don't. It's, it's just I guess uh, I've I've fallen a little bit. Yeah. Well, that sounds. I mean, that's awesome because Van talks a lot about uh, when in these inside looks about those turning points for people uh, because money and finances, frankly, it's a complicated thing. It's not. It takes a lot of dedication and commitment. Um, that's really cool. That's probably one of the first ones we've heard yeah. more of a spiritual transformation that actually impacted your finances. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty neat. So Very well, we're glad. Yeah. We're glad that that happened. I mean, Thank you. Uh, everybody has its own path. Um, and, it's, it's, it's really good that you're on the flip side of that now. Yeah. And I'm totally glad that you guys met me after that <laughs> oh, <yeah>. bad journey. <laughs> yeah. Although I think, I think the animal would have wanted to yeah. meet the bad journey. <laughs> we well, I'll see you guys in Vegas in August anyway, yes. so don't worry. We'll, <laughs> the animal can come back out. Yeah. <laughs> Our guests are asking who the animal is. Man. No, no, let's, so, let's put, let's oh, put that in another separate, episode. Separate, right? separate, separate, separate. <laughs> in, <laughs> in, in Vegas, yeah. at the hotel, yes. after a few shots. We'll interview the animal yes yeah. please oh, that, that'll be oh maybe I can host the show for that one <laughs> yeah, that, that'll, be, awesome. that'll be amazing actually yeah. yes, host. First. So, I'm curious because I mean you, you are actually the, our first uh, person who's married on this podcast so uh, as from a from a husband and wife standpoint I mean is uh, who typically manages the finance is it a combined effort or do you do it more of it or does your wife do more of it I think typically I do more of it okay uh, uh, not not to, not to say that she doesn't have input sure. um I, I'm the only one. I'm single working. Um, sorry, single working parent. Uh, sorry. How do I, how do I, how do I like phrase single, it? Single income. Single income family. family. That's what yeah. I mean. Single yeah. working parent. Um, <laughs> single income family. Yeah, that being said, uh, Sabrina, my wife, uh, tells me pretty much what we need for the week. Sure. What, what it is that she needs to spend. And 
from that point, I know like that, that, that's like the cash side of it is enough or, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, here's the credit card, use that. Right. That being said, um, she she's a lot better with money now as well. She is kind of like a, well, maybe that's why we get along so well and, and work so well, but she's definitely my other half. Mm. University days, it was just all about spending money, sure. credit cards, things like that. Um, I think once she met me as well, um, things started to change for her. Oh, that's good. Well, for her. Um, for the better, it sounds like. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Think so. <laughs> so and once, once you pop out a child, <laughs> yeah. Once you pop out a child, I think um, things definitely change. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. You got to start thinking about another person. It's not just yourself anymore as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> totally understand. You totally agree. Yeah. You totally understand that. Yeah. So yeah. It's just uh, you can't just. Can't just release the animal. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> can't keep that in his cage. Yeah, can't, can't go to the bar every Friday, no. Friday night, unfortunately. Okay, so that, that's that's very cool. So is there like a, a way that you uh, track all your expenses, though? I mean, um, we talk about how you manage money, but what about expenses? Is there like a sophisticated tool? You use Excel, or what do you typically do? Technically, I, I, no, I don't. Mm. I don't track my expenses. I probably need to start doing that more often, especially mm. if I'm looking to get a loan for a home, uh, for a first home. Right. Um, currently I, the tracking of expenses is just through statements, through uh, bank statements, Mm -hmm. um, just checking online apps in terms of my, my banks. Sure. Yeah. Receipts that my, my, my wife brings home, (laughs) but been there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I I don't need to track my expenses in terms of what my wife needs to purchase. It's relatively the same each time around. I see. Okay. There's no big surprises. No, no. Well, Well, the big surprise would be bonds. Bonds. The, uh, Bonds is a, a company. I'm not sure if it's an Australian company. No, it isn't. It's probably an Australian company. Mm-hmm. Does a lot of baby clothes. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And they're very good. My wife and I bought some at Costco. Oh, the other yeah. yeah. <laughs> she comes. Uh, well, she comes home and says, "Bonds was on sale. Here's the receipt. How much did you spend?" <laughs> uh, let's not go there. Um, <laughs> no, the the big surprises. I would never. They're, they're never huge surprises. Sure. And so I've she always come home with a new car or anything like that, right? No, nothing like that. No. <laughs> okay. Um. So I always trust her and her spending. Here, actually, I'm not even sure how how much is a pack of cigarettes in the states nowadays. Oh, we're the wrong person to ask. That. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say here, smoking and drinking is a lot more expensive. Mm. And we call it a slab of beer. What do you guys call it? A case of beer. A case of beer or case a of six beer. pack or yeah. whatever, right? So. Yeah. So we would pay <laughs> for a six pack of the cheap. Sorry, for a, for a slab of the cheapest beer here, which is four six packs. Mm-hmm. Maybe forty five dollars Australian. Okay. Yeah, 42, 42, 40 to forty five dollars Australian okay. for the cheapest slab possible. I see. Okay. And from what I know, it, it's quite a bit more cheaper in the states. Yeah. It, it depends on the beer. I mean, depends, I think yeah. I think like uh, let's see the last time I bought. Because we don't really buy slabs. We either buy like a 24 pack or a 36 pack or a 12 pack. Oh, well, a slab is a 24 pack. Just put it that way. Yeah. 24 pack, let's say of, um, is it course? Probably like like 24, uh, between 25, 30 bucks. That's USD. So it's still quite a bit cheaper. Yeah. yeah. But with that said, none of these are crazy expenses. Exactly. (laughs) It's it's not like you're coming home with a, with a pack of, uh, I'm not gonna say hobo beer. Yeah. <laughs> that, that hobo beer is pretty good. Yes. I remember when you come to Australia, look for a hobo beer. It comes in a brown bag. Yes, it um, does. and it comes in a slab with you know all individual brown bags. That's, that's, that's right. Cool. That's right. Yeah. So that's where you got to be careful, and, and that's that's where a lot of my spending I need to be very wary about. I don't tend to drink as much as I used to, or mm. smoke as much as I used to, um, but things here in terms of 
alcohol and and nicotine. Mm-hmm. Um, taxes are a lot higher here. Yeah, the yeah. government wants you to drink less and smoke less. Mm, Probably sure. why. Yeah, because they're paying for your medical, right? Or your medical insurance. That's correct. Yeah. So we do have Medicare. Yeah. <laughs> Similar to Obamacare. Does it still call it Obamacare? Yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. Beautiful. But it's, I like that, man. I like that, man. Trying to, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're trying. I mean, overturn. I know with the current administration, they're trying to overturn it and so forth. or make it a lot less usable, <laughs> I would say. It's Trump care soon. Right. If it is. Mm-hmm. But in any case, case, any case that's, that's another Yeah, that's, that's, that's a completely different topic. Yeah. So let's not go there. Right. <laughs> let's talk about goals here. So um, it sounds like near term, you plan to uh, buy a home. Um, and it sounds like it, it, even within the next year, it sounds like, right? Yes. Okay. So yeah. I'm kind of curious, though, um, home, uh, from an average home price standpoint, I mean, what is the average home price around where you, you want to live? Around where I want to live? Mm-hmm. If, if it was to be... Where I would want to live mm-hmm. is probably not going to be where I will buy. I see. Where I want to live is still in Kensington, which is not too far from where we're doing this podcast right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Not too far from where my parents live and where I live right now. Mm-hmm. That area is really close to the central business district, CBD. It's convenient for shops, grocery stores, uh, public transport. All three types of public transport are very accessible from my location mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, schools are very close by walking distance really wow okay. um, so this kind of area if uh, recently a house um, I think I was actually telling uh, Kevin about it yeah. previously a house about three doors down from mine sold recently mm-hmm. and that went for 1.85 million 85 million wow yeah. right. and that's yeah. quite oh normal in the Kensington area wow. okay so my house which is newly renovated now uh, demolished and rebuilt if we were to sell it would probably go for about 2 million oh my goodness wow now that's not the plan sure hopefully we keep <laughs> yeah. that asset uh, sure. it goes and passes down throughout the family bit further out mm-hmm. about 30 to 40 minutes drive from the city um, I would expect the housing goes to about 500,000 to 400,000 okay. so it's a much more much more um, achievable sure yeah I mean and is, is it around the same size or a little bit bigger than what you could bigger bigger, bigger. Okay. it would be bigger it would be probably a 3 or 4 bedroom house okay. compared to um, you would be spending that amount to buy a 2 bedroom apartment or something wow. like that okay. um, in Kensington wow. interesting yeah, because I, I know that, I mean, people may think, well, 1.85 million is, this is, must be a mansion, right, John? But, I mean, when you go to a lot of these homes, they're, they're pretty modest homes. I they're mean, very they're, modest homes. Yeah. 1.85 million. Okay, I don't know how to describe this in sure. um, feet or. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're probably looking at about a 200, uh, let's say th- uh, 300 square meters. Square meter. I'm going to look it up real quick. Two square feet. Sorry, folks, about the typing, but uh, I'm, just, I'm just very curious. So, uh, 300 square meters, is that, I mean, this is pretty sizable, it's 3,200 square foot. No. Is, so, is that right? Because 300 square meters? Uh, is that yeah. it? Okay, wow. Okay. So, for that, yeah, because that's, that about, that's about twice as my house. That's, now, is that the lottery tunnel only livable space? No, that's the entire lot. Oh, so that's the entire lot, okay. not that's just the livable yeah. space. So what about the livable space? How, how big is that? The livable space usually, because uh, you, you probably throw in a two um, two car garage in there, mm-hmm. right? Uh, garden and whatnot. Uh, the livable space would be about two hundred square 200, meters. I would okay. say. So that's about twenty one hundred. So let's say between eighteen hundred and two uh, two thousand square feet is kind yeah. of what we're looking at. So again, I mean, it's two million dollars that you're spending. You're not buying a mansion, but any, uh, any, yeah. and and. Mind you, it's not double story. Gotcha. Um, okay. Typically, these houses are single story, so it would be about three bedrooms, gotcha. a living room, yeah. possibly a den if you're lucky. 
Fair enough. Okay, so we got, um, so wow. So, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be a big, I mean, it's a real big purchase one way or another. Yeah. Down the line. Okay. It will be. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, are there any other financial goals uh, besides the house that you want to work to, that you and your wife want to work towards? Currently, I don't think we've really discussed much more than that. That's probably within the next year or two. Traveling is, is something that we would love to do, mm. um, but we haven't worked out the logistics of how to do that alongside with a baby and possibly a yeah. second baby. Okay. Um, oh, the second baby is going <laughs> to... second baby is going to change things even more. Oh, yes, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not that it changes more. It's just that it's just, everything's just more compounded. Let's put it that way. Yes. Well, um, yeah. more, uh, more from a sense of personal health. <laughs> more yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop scaring me. Um, <laughs> um, no, but yeah, no, we haven't really thought too much about that in terms of um, financial goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, housing would be a great leap forward sure and I feel like from there we'll start to plan when our next jump is I guess one of the other goals is to to go to um, America in August no, oh, right yeah. no, that's a great goal yeah. I know I think, I think you yeah. should just check that off exactly I think I should uh, buy the tickets right now I on this podcast so. uh, yeah start typing yes. <laughs> John just to kind of close out then I mean with regards to your work situation obviously you're working in a pretty awesome place right now um, is the goal for you to continue to kind of expand upon that role um, or are there other strategies you are utilizing to potentially um, you know hit your goal of purchasing a house given that mm. Seems like it's going to be a sizable. <laughs> now, um, for for the listeners out there uh, who don't know, my boss, director, CEO, is also my great friend from high school days. He was actually my best man and did my speech at my wedding. That's right. Uh, so we've got a trust for each other and an understanding um, where my aim and my goal has always been to grow his business. Mm. Oh, for the last four years, at least has been to grow his business and to continue growing it, um, in the best way possible. And I know that when the business grows and the business does well, I'll do well mm-hmm. because yeah. I trust him to be fair to me. Sure. Um, and he always has been for the last four years, mm-hmm. um, five, five years now almost. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like I'll be leaving the company anytime soon um, yeah no not at all I don't think I'll be leaving the company anytime soon awesome. I haven't got any ideas of what I would do if I left the company yet I, I've always thought about a restaurant but I'm going to leave that on the back burners for now okay Fair enough. So is there anything that you would like to improve your current financial situation? I know the, the last couple of guests, they said that they, they want to make more money it's one way but I mean is there uh, I mean, anything else comes to mind that, that you would like to improve? Uh Current finance, financial situation, I think it's just um, smarter spending for mm. me. Okay. Um, whether it be whether it be spending on um, even looking for those sales. Mm. Yeah. Looking for those sales where it comes to purchasing groceries. Because mm-hmm. the sales come through all the time. Um, mm-hmm. if, you, if you can't be bothered move, going the distance mm-hmm. um, just to get that sale, then you're not going to save that money. Sure. Yeah, and sometimes that's for me. That's what happens. Um, it, it 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 builds up. It definitely builds up. Um, making more money, of course, would always help. <laughs> that, that's just um, oh, common sense, isn't it? <laughs> um, but that's where also if I work harder in terms of um, the business that or the company that I'm in at the moment, I know that uh, as that as that profit increases, he'll be able to help his employees as well. Sure. Yeah. 
Fair enough. So you want to close out into the sure. last question? Yeah, I mean, uh, John, I, I guess before we close it, is there any, did you have any questions for Van and I at this point or otherwise we're, you know, kind of close out? I don't, I don't have much else other okay. than, um, uh, are we going to get drunk after this? <laughs> um, the answer is... Uh, Indubitably. <laughs> well, we've got Victorian bitter, um, which is VB. You can't see a picture of it, but maybe, um, oh, I don't know. Google it, guys. Google it. I could put a link on yeah. there. Yeah, there you go. The show Victorian bitter. Um, it's pretty good. I mean, it kind of reminds me of a course. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that said, I, I, I just wanted to, both Van and I wanted to thank you for yeah. taking the time to join us, John. I mean, it was Appreciate awesome. it. I mean, I know this, is, this room has been getting hotter and hotter yes. as the... <laughs> Australian weather. Yes. Yeah. The streaks of sweat glistening on each of our oh, foreheads yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, but with that said, I mean, folks, this is the end of our three-part series on uh, Aussie Edition. So if you guys have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to us at awordaboutwealth at gmail.com uh, or also visit our website, awordaboutwealth.com. Yeah, and if uh, please continue to rate, review, and share the podcast, we're on iTunes mm -hmm. as well as SoundCloud and all the other places you get podcasts. So we'll take it from there. We'll see you later. Thanks again, John. Thank yeah. you guys. Thanks Thanks so well. Cheers.